The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Oftentimes when I'm giving public talks and teaching and kind of doing evangelization talks, I tell my story. And, um, and my story, it's, it's really long, I'm not going to tell anything. But what I've come to realize is that like my own conversion story is this story of being continually converted to our Lord. And it's also filled with like, times of great trial along the way. I come from a family where you know, my mother died when I was young. I had half-siblings that then I no longer saw for a long time, and then I, they came back into my life. I have siblings that I never met until I was 19 or 20 years old. Parents got divorced when I was in college. Along the way, I've had priests who were very close to me, and I've had priests who like, were close to me and then weren't. And all of those moments have been moments of 
our Lord calling me to learn what it means to put my faith in him. Not in my family, not in an institution, not in particular people, but really like in him. And one of the things in, when I was in grad school that really helped me with that was when I was writing my thesis on the interpretation of human suffering in Stanley Hauerbos and Emmanuel Mounier in light of Salve Pitié Dolores. Right? It sounds super exciting. Stanley Hauerbos is a Methodist theologian who focuses a lot on narrative theology. And he talks about conversion being a moment in which we find ourselves living within the narrative of the life of Jesus. And I remember reading this and reading his writing in grad school and thinking to myself, what the heck does that mean? Like, what is that to find myself living within the narrative of the life of Jesus? And it really wasn't until after I finished my thesis, I'd come back here to Lincoln and I started working with a lot of different people and trying to evangelize them, help them to get to know our Lord, that it started to become more clear. Now, it means that like, I have a story of my life. I have a way I've understood my life. But somehow my story is also part of our Lord's story of how he understands his life. How he understands my life. And it's sort of like parents and children. You know, I could tell my life story and... Yeah, I kind of remember my first memory being around, you know, I remember being about four years old and we moved towns and things like that. But if my parents told my life story, they might talk about the time that I was sick and had a fever and I couldn't sleep all night and mom was so worried about me and like, but she was there with me the whole time and she took me to the, you know, maybe took me to the emergency room and, you know, that's a major moment you know, in the life of my mother that, I don't really recall. So her perspective on my life is this perspective of like caring for me in moments that I didn't know I was being cared for. When our Lord tells the story of our lives, he's caring for us in moments when we didn't know we were being cared for. His story is a story of calling us to be his beloved sons and daughters as we prayed in the opening prayer for the Mass. Of telling us over and over and over again that he's with us. In the Psalms, we read this over and over and over again. Taste and see how the Lord, how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. And that idea of narrative theology, it also means that we find ourselves living out every day this narrative that we find in salvation history, this narrative in the life of our Lord. In today's gospel, our Lord 
has been giving this bread of life discourse and talking to the people because they're all like going after him and following him and they've seen him do miracles and they all show up again because he's been doing miracles And then they start to murmur among themselves, saying, well, how is he doing these miracles? Isn't he this person that we know, the son of Joseph? And then our Lord says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. That even in the life of our Lord, it's not the miracles, it's himself as a person who's entered into the world in order to give us new life because he loves us. And he calls them not to put their faith in the things that they've seen him do, but to put their faith in him personally. To truly surrender ourselves to him. To trust in his care for us. He is the bread that came down from heaven. When we receive him in the Eucharist, it's this person who God sent into the world, the second person of the Holy Trinity who came into the world, became like us in all things but sin, promised to give his life for us on the cross. But before he died on the cross, as a witness of how much he loves us, as a testimony of his love, as the fulfillment of his love for us, He took bread and said, this is my body, which will be given up for you. So that we could continue to experience him giving his life up for us every single day, 2,000 years down the road. Believing in the Eucharist, and receiving our Lord. Means that we always have the opportunity to re-experience this moment in our Lord's life. We find ourselves within the story of Jesus' life. Because when he took bread and said, this is my body, which will be given for you. In his divine mind. He meant for you personally. And whenever we find ourselves in these times of uncertainty. Or those difficult moments in our lives. We can go back to this reality that our Lord has given his life for us because he loves us in order to transform us. In times of confusion or times of suffering, times of difficulty, times of unclarity, there are times in which the only place we can go is back to that story of our Lord's life and realize that we're living it right now in this moment. And that we're called to surrender ourselves to him more and more and more. And to learn what it means to trust in him. 
And trusting in him becomes something that's very real. And it's there that we find our peace. And so there's many kind of ways in which this has impacted my own spiritual life, my style of preaching, my liturgical style, all of those things. My preference in ordinary time is usually to do Eucharistic prayer for because it tells that story of salvation. It tells the story of our Lord's life so that I can remember that I'm very much a part of the story of the life of Jesus. And so when you hear a weird Eucharistic prayer for, that's why. It's part of my own devotional life that reminds me that I am a beloved son and that our Lord will help me through all things. And we all need that reminder every day. I also have a practice of inviting anyone who, for whatever reason, is unprepared to receive our Lord in the Eucharist to make a spiritual communion at every Sunday Mass. And the reason that I do that is because, like, for whatever reason, somebody drank a Coke before they walked in. Somebody's not yet made their first communion. Somebody struggles with a particular sin, and they haven't gone to confession yet. That we're all called to always invite our Lord into our lives to transform them. And that becomes this kind of spirituality of practicing the presence of God and inviting our Lord into our hearts so that he can make them new, which is another way of finding ourselves within that story of salvation. Our lives. It's the story that gives us our identity. It's the story that provides a path that leads to that kind of eternal peace and joy and security and grace that we can only find in the kingdom of heaven. And so today let us pray that our own first priority is always to pay attention to our own conversion, the transformation of our own hearts, that we're aware every day that we are part of Jesus' story, that he has called us, that he can tell a story of our life, which really is simply the fact that he loves us, he's invited us, so that he can transform us, so that we can share in his sonship. And let us pray that we find the security in him and the trust in him that will help us to endure whatever difficulties, confusions, or sufferings. That we find ourselves in, in the present time. 